Welcome to the LifeWay Student Ministry Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Trueblood, alongside John Paul Basham. Yo! And a special guest that I can't wait to introduce to you here in just a moment. But before we get to that, I want to encourage you to leave a rating and review. We love to hear what you think of the podcast so that we can make it better for you amazing student pastors out there. You can uh, hit five stars if you like. And But be honest, we just like five the best and tell us what you think. Thanks in advance for doing that. Our guest today is Sean McDowell. He is a gifted communicator with a passion for equipping the church, particularly young people, to make the case for the Christian faith. He has a PhD in apologetics and worldview from Southern Seminary and is an associate professor in apologetics at Biola University, travels the world speaking in the realm of apologetics and worldview, and is the author of more than 20 books. 20 is a lot of books. He's also the co-host of the Think Biblically podcast, so make sure you go and give it a listen. His new book and Bible study releasing in December 2020 is called Chasing Love, Sex, Love, and Relationships in a confused culture. You can find out more about that book and study at lifeway.com slash chasing love. Sean, thank you for coming back uh, for another episode where we talk about chasing love, uh, love, sex, gender, relationships, student ministry. In the last episode, we kind of set up the conversation and identified some specific issues that teenagers are really struggling with or that are, that are really impacting them right now. Uh, LGBTQ issues, uh, hookup culture, sexual abuse, abortion. We kind of laid those out as these kind of rise to the surface issues in this specific topic area. Uh, so if you haven't listened to that episode, jump back one real quick and listen to it uh, because today's conversation is going to be around the question, how can student pastors equip themselves to address these issues because they are coming at student pastors, they're coming at student ministries more so than than ever before, at least more out in the open than ever before. And student pastors are having to have more of these conversations. So I'll throw it to you with the question of how can a student pastor equip themselves to be able to have conversations in this area? Well, I would suggest a couple things. One is just to become a very good listener to your students. I'm 44 years old, so I'm a couple decades plus removed, probably <laughs> about three decades where a lot of these students are. But Same. I have my own I have my own kids. I have 17 students in a high school Christian class that I teach. And by the way, if you're like, oh, I've just been out of high school five years, let me tell you something. Trends are changing so fast that you cannot assume the way it was when you were in high school two, five, 10 years ago is the way it still is today. And we've seen that with even issues like the transgender issue, how quick it's changed and with social media. So one thing I encourage youth pastors to do is to just listen really well to students. Ask mm -hmm. them questions about how people date today, about how people view sexuality, what their biggest questions are. Create a climate in which questions are welcome and listen to your students where you're at. I learn a ton from my students just by asking them questions. What I realize is a lot of times I have faulty assumptions that aren't true and they correct me, which only comes by listening. The second thing to do is I just, I read and I study and I think about this issue. 
So I'm always reading books on this. I'm always looking for articles. I follow certain blogs. I listen to podcasts. And I'm trying to consistently educate myself to be pushed out of my comfort zone and learn things that I didn't learn before. So I know as a whole, youth pastors, the number one category books they read is in leadership, which is fine. But I would say step outside of that and get some books on cultural engagement, get some good books on sexuality today and read them. And also the other thing you do is just fall. I'm, pro- I'm sure probably most of you do this is I follow a lot of kids on social media and I watch what they post. And you can see that's oftentimes very different what they tell you at church from what's actually going on in their <laughs> lives. Yeah, that's right. So Sean, what are some of those books? Let's, let's give student ministry leaders an easy win here. What are the recommended resources? Top, top, three to five. So I love Christopher Yuan's book, Holy Sexuality. I think it's fantastic. It's biblically based. It deals with the LGBTQ conversation, but not just the LGBTQ conversation. It's broader than that. He says the question is not heterosexuality or homosexuality, but holy sexuality by Christopher Yuan, Y-U-A-N. So I would start with uh, that book, that's an excellent one. Um, I would say uh, Preston Sprinkle has a book coming out in spring. This is still a few months out. It's a new book on transgender identities. I think it's called Embodied. That's a book I would actually pre-order and and know that one. Uh, another book on transgender out success I, I would I would recommend is called Irreversible Damage. And it's by Schreier, S-H-R-I-E-R. And I don't believe she's a Christian. She's not writing for pastors, but it's talking about this rapid onset gender dysphoria that's taking place and how in the UK over the past five years, it's increased 4,000%. And in the US, I believe about is half that. And uh, I won't go into details, but that book, Irreversible Damage, I've read that multiple times. That is an excellent book that I would go to. So those are three that I would I would probably start with and recommend. So Sean, I want to ask a follow up on uh, not necessarily on that book in particular, but the mindset of how to approach educating yourself on this topic. You, you mentioned you didn't believe she was a Christian, or at least didn't know, uh, and is not writing to pastors. I think sometimes we in religious circles get in a habit of only reading what we agree with or only reading things that are directed specifically towards pastors. And I, I wonder if you could speak to that. Um, I, I also realize that this is totally a leading question, and I get it. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, would, I would love to hear you speak to um, the importance of, or if you believe it's important to read things kind of outside what we would normally say, yeah, I agree with all of that. I actually think not only should youth pastors read books outside of their normal lane, I think we should have our students read things Mm. that challenge their viewpoints. That's good. And for a few reasons. Uh, Number one, it takes away the mystery and the hidden fruit kind of element of, say, the new atheist or a book arguing for transgender, all of a sudden it feels like it's the other and I've never been exposed to this. It's like, no, actually, we're let's read this. It's not as mysterious as you think. That's one reason. 
The other one, I think it shows a lot of confidence in the truth. If we actually are willing mm. to engage books or videos or articles from a different perspective, read them charitably, charitably and engage them. And third thing is it tends to interest our students. If we just read things that agree with us, students feel like, oh, they're telling me how to think. And you say, actually, we're going to read an article by somebody who's in favor of same-sex marriage today. I think students would be like, oh, that's a little different. We're going to read an article of somebody who says, God is fine with switching your gender. Oh, that's going to get their attention. Now, if you do this, you better have read it carefully and you know how to counter the ideas so you're responsible <laughs> in doing this. But I've taken kids through The God Delusion by Richard Dawkins. We spent a semester studying Christian apologetics, and then we read Richard Dawkins' book, The God Delusion. And I kid you not, Ben, my students were like disappointed. They're like, this is supposed to be the best atheist book? Hmm. Like this is weak. And they're right. There's better atheist stuff than his. His is really poorly argued. I didn't tell them that. They saw it because I prepped them for a semester and then we read it together and dissected it. So the other reason we should is the only way we find our blind spots is when we read people who disagree with us. So on the LGBTQ issue, I wrote a book on same-sex marriage about five years ago. I mean, I'm telling you dozens and dozens and dozens of books, stacks of books from the far left to the far right. And it was pretty unsettling when I started that. I'm reading these affirming arguments going, I'm not really sure how to answer this. That's mm. a pretty good argument. But now that I've worked through it and look back, my confidence in the biblical view has skyrocketed because I was willing to work through that process. So I would encourage leaders. Now, this book, Irreversible Damage, uh, the lady who writes it is a journalist. And she's fine with the larger transgender narrative, but says this rapid onset with teens, we are damaging young girls. Shame on us. So this example where I would say, here's somebody with a different worldview. We differ over the larger transgender issue, but we agree radically about what's happening to young girls. So I can pull from a source that doesn't share my worldview and I can make a better argument because I can say, look, even this lady who's not a Christian agrees with me and here's why. So I think we should read books of different perspectives. You mentioned confidence. I think that's a huge factor for, for student pastors and really anyone in this conversation is the more confident you are because of the self-education, the more likely you're going to be a gracious, loving engager in that conversation with somebody else rather than standoffish or awkward or I don't know what to do right now. So the uh, the education on the front end is absolutely important. Student pastors, I want to just say one more thing about this. If, and I agree with everything Sean has just said, uh, I also, if you plan to do something like this with your students, Make sure you have a conversation with your senior pastor. Make sure you talk. Yep. Make sure you talk with your leadership. Yep. Make sure you uh, communicate with parents so that everybody knows why you're doing what you're doing. So make sure you. This isn't one that you just get on Amazon and order twelve books and say, "Hey, we're reading this today." Do do your do your pre organization work too. And you know what? If I can jump in here really quickly, I've seen in some Christian schools where pastors who have 
They have some hurt from the past. They have a bone to pick and work out their theology with their students, trying to get them to Mm. shed their fundamentalist roots. That's dangerous. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking Mm. about teaching students to think critically. Now, one more thing I'd say to pastors if you do this is find another youth pastor, find another pastor to talk these issues through. Don't go read all these books alone because a lot of these books are written intentionally with you in mind to talk you out of your beliefs. Some of the books I've read are like poison, but I have training. I worked it through with friends of mine and always brought it back to scripture. So don't approach anything like this lightly, but we should be stretching ourselves as well. That is such good stuff. Special thanks to Sean McDowell for joining us for this episode and the other three episodes in the series on teenagers, love, sex, gender, and relationships. I want to encourage you to listen to those. If you want to find out more about Sean's new book and Bible study called Chasing Love, you can go to lifeway.com slash chasing love. I also wanted to let you know about a longer conversation that Sean and I had over on YouTube at Student Ministry That Matters. If you want more of this kind of content, and uh, Sean and I are able to dive in a little bit deeper because of the longer conversation there. So head over to Student Ministry That Matters, and this has been another episode of the LifeWay Student Ministry Podcast. We'll see you next time.